Hi ladies, I'm Kate Upanui and welcome to Crave, the podcast for women who want to change the way they think, feel and act around food and lose weight for life. So this is episode number 21 and I'm very, very happy you're here and I have to tell you that I have recorded this podcast three times before and something keeps happening that disrupts it in some way. So uh, hopefully fourth time's a charm. Uh, but what we're going to be talking about today is what does weight represent? And this episode has the potential to be rather triggering and inflammatory. And I just want to say that my intention really is not to trigger you and not to make you squirm or feel uncomfortable, but really to take a fresh look at, at weight and see it for what it really is. So um, in the last episode, we in episode number 20, we talked about weight being a symptom and how it's here to show us something. But oftentimes I find that there is so much judgment and criticism of weight like within our society and, and especially within ourselves that a lot of us hear this idea of like, oh my gosh, what does weight represent? And our brains just, it's almost like this little panic station happens and we kind of feel a bit horrified to think about what might my weight be representing? So here's how I think about it. I think about weight as being representative of moments that we have eaten when our bodies haven't been needing fuel. And so what we really want to know is, well, why do we eat when we're not hungry? And we'll get on to this later in the show. But, you know, there is a temptation. I'm just kind of really highlighting this. There is that temptation to walk down quite a scary path with this question, what does weight represent? Because, like I said before, it, like, it kind of can trigger... Um, what we often do is think our brains can kind of um, get into this way of thinking, well, what must other people be thinking about my weight? And we start to worry about the judgments. It often brings up our own worries and concerns um, about what other people, what we assume or our worst fears of what other people might be thinking when they see our weight. So, um, it, it, for example, like to kind of put that into real terms, um, somebody I was speaking to a while ago was telling me that she, for some reason, whatever it was in her life, she had kind of picked up this idea or it had permeated her life that um, fat people were lazy. And so she definitely was not a lazy person by any stretch in fact when we looked at the reality of her life she was really she was super organized she was very reliable she was very um, systematic in her approaches she was a high achiever there was nothing about her that was lazy but what I'm kind of pointing out is if I ask that question you know what does weight represent it can trigger our brain to go oh laziness or, you know, whatever it is that we've come to believe through no fault of our own that weight means. Um, so what I want you to be careful about is noticing what your mind jumps to weight being representative of. And if you take this back into your own life, um, to really give you the opportunity to just drop any preconceived ideas that you have about what your weight might be representing. So if you have a preconceived idea like this woman did that, you know, fat people are lazy, which is not 
true in any way, shape or form. I'm just like really want to highlight that. But it was just this idea that she'd picked up from the culture that we are living in. Um, then what, like we're kind of just noticing like, okay, what is your brain jumping to? And I'm going to invite you to put whatever your brain jumps to just to put it down. So your mind might jump to something really kind of inoculate, innocuous, is that even the right word? I don't know. Um, to something really benign, that might be a better word, um, to like, you know, my, my weight represents me having a sweet tooth or my weight represents me being a foodie. Um, my rate, weight represents uh, lots of date nights with my husband. So it might jump to something like that. Or it might jump to something a little more sinister, like my weight is representative of lazy or no motivation or useless or lack of willpower or not good enough. Um, so whatever your mind jumps to, what we're really trying to do here is take a fresh look. So I really want to encourage you to just put whatever it is, put it down. And when I say that, what I mean is kind of create some spaciousness around the preconceived um, judgment that your brain goes to. And to do that, you might say something like, oh, isn't it interesting that I think my weight might represent um, laziness or my weight might represent me being a sweet tooth or my weight might represent too much food or my weight might represent lack of motivation. It's a really interesting that that's what my brain jumps to. I wonder, I wonder what else it might be. I wonder if my weight was here to teach me something or show me something, what else it could be. The phrase, isn't it interesting, puts us into more of an observer role. It allows us to kind of hold the judgment lightly and get curious rather than um, sure about like, yeah, that's what my, that's what weight is representative of. We sort of start to say, well, yeah, it, it could mean that, you know, your weight could be representative of being a foodie or it could be representative of laziness. But what else? What else could it be? And so it opens our minds up to possibility. And when we, when we have this possibility, like what our weight is representative of, or um, maybe a deep, we can kind of come to some deeper awareness that might sort of be allowed to surface when we have this curiosity around it. So um, there's a way that I really like to share about, um, you know, how to do this, and I'm going to get onto that in a minute. But as I sort of said earlier, you know, about that wanting to know why you eat, I'm just going to quickly address that because there are three real main reasons that I think of for wanting food because we're not just going about our day like cruising along and then just suddenly out of the blue, oh, I want food. Like something happens that makes us want food. And so the three things that I typically help people with or the three reasons that we want food is one, it's a really great reason, we're physically hungry. Our bodies need fuel. They're <laughs> saying, hey, Kate, feed me now, please. So that's a really good reason. If you're hungry, you should eat. So reason number one, you want food because you're hungry. Great. Reason number two is if you're wanting food, you might be on automatic pilot mode. And so when I think of automatic pilot mode, 
my brain kind of goes to like I imagine that there's two guys I don't know why they're guys but they're two guys in my plane in my brain <laughs> in my brain it's not a plane in my brain and it's like they're flying the plane they're flying the brain um and one of them has gone to sleep like he is out for the count he's like and so that's the manual mode like he's the guy who's like supposed to be on and in the other seat is automatic pilot and automatic pilot's like sweet I got this I'm just gonna keep flying and automatic pilot mode kind of does things behind manual modes back and so automatic pilot mode you might recognize automatic pilot for yourself when you are cooking dinner and you're maybe you know preparing food you're chopping it up and you're just mindlessly kind of snacking your automatic pilot mode snacking as you're eating it's no, there's no other reason for it like it's just there it's just in front of you you're just eating it or it might be that you're at a party or an event and you're not really hungry but the food's there and you you don't even really want it potentially but you're like oh that'll be good I'll just have some of that you're eating it without even thinking my one that I'll share with you used to be um, I would go to the pantry where not only was food stored but glassware as well and so anytime I went into that pantry I would automatic pilot mode get a small handful of nuts and just eat them I wasn't hungry I wasn't upset I didn't even really want nuts I'd just be like oh yum have some of those and so automatic pilot mode is the second reason we want food our brain is just full half of our brain that's you know thinking about a million other things you know she's like on manual mode doing other stuff and so she is not concerned with what automatic pilot is doing because automatic pilot does a really good job of just basically flying the brain plane in the direction that it really needs to go and um yeah, so I help people get out of automatic pilot mode a lot. That's what uh, some of the work we do together in coaching. Um, and the third reason that we want food is because we are craving a state change. And again, this is a certain level of automatic pilot mode. So say, for example, you are feeling, it's not, let's not call it automatic pilot mode because that gets slightly confusing. So there's automatic pilot mode and then there's state change. So if you're craving a state change, this is where you're feeling uncomfortable in some way and it's not nice to feel uncomfortable. Nobody particularly likes to feel uncomfortable. So we're looking for a way to feel better. So it might be something simple like you've just got an email and you've got to jump through a few hoops to actually be able to answer that email and you can't really be bothered. So you just think, oh, I'll just go and get something to eat out of the kitchen. Or maybe the kids are fighting and crying and you're like, oh, I'll just get something to eat. Or it might be that you're, I don't know, this has happened to me for sure. Like my jeans are too tight. Like I've been wearing skinny jeans all day and I'm like, oh, I'm just so uncomfortable. You remember that meme? Like, I'm sorry about what I said to you. My jeans were too tight. <laughs> like... You know, that's a thing. So um, if you're feeling uncomfortable in any way, then that, or it could, so I'm being lighthearted with this. It can be small things that make us um, want to have a state change, or it can be bigger things too. You know, you can have stuff going on in your life, whatever that may be, whether it's um, stuff going on within your family, stuff going on at work, stuff going on financially, watching the news, you know, 
if we're feeling uncomfortable, that can make us want to change our state. And a really great way to do that is with food. And our brain knows that. And she's like, hey, don't worry, I've got this. I'm going to get you something to eat and you're going to feel so much better. So those are typically the three reasons that we want food. Um, and those are, well, the second two, the first one we don't need to do anything about. Physical hunger is great. But the second two are things that I help my clients with. So if you're needing help with your automatic pilot mode or if you're noticing, oh, yeah, I do, I do do that with food. I do reach for something when I'm just feeling like I'm bored or I'm irritated or I'm tired or I'm stressed or I'm sitting at my desk and I don't know what to do next, um, or that person is really bugging me and I'm just going to go and get something to eat, or I get home through the door and I just want to sit down and open a bottle of wine and have some cheese and crackers. <laughs> that is state change. So that's what I help people work out. Um, but I am going to add a little caveat here and say there are a few other reasons that you may be wanting food, and they are more physiological. And so... Um, this is not, I, I have a huge interest in nutrition and health and all of that sort of thing, but I'm not qualified in that. But, um, there are a few things that are really kind of basic that I want to highlight here, which is if you're craving sweet, it can be a physiological thing going on. So it could be potentially, um, you can crave sweet if your microbiome, your gut health is out of whack so if the you know there's all kinds of bacteria that live in your gut and I don't pretend to understand any of them but if the bad guys essentially if the bad guys kind of get a foothold and they start to proliferate more than the good guys then the bad guys are the ones that kind of feed off the sugar and they can crave sugar for their own growth and multiplication and you know they're taking over the world down there so it can create that feeling of, I just want something sweet. So if your microbiome's out of balance, then you could have really, if you, um, I think I've heard Dr. Mark Hyman say, if um, you can tell, he says like the hallmark of somebody whose microbiome is out of balance is they tell you, I've got a really sweet tooth. I just can't go past sweet things. So that's one perspective or one thing to consider. The second thing to consider is it could be hormonal. So, you know, women especially, our hormones are constantly changing day to day, year to year. And, it, you know, so, you know, you could, it could be that time of the month. It could be that you are starting to hit perimenopause years. It could be that you're in menopause years. Um, it could be even that you're facing something like thyroid dysfunction, which I'm just going to add a little bit in here. Um, I had a really wonderful nutritionist, Vinka Wong, and I'll add um, her into my show notes. She's New Zealand based and she's wonderful. And she came and spoke to my Crave woman and she spoke about thyroid dysfunction, which from memory, and I'm just kind of dredging this up from my memory. I can't remember if she said one in five or one in six, but it was definitely one of those ones. Um, one in five or one in six women, I think it was Kiwi woman. Uh, suffer from thyroid dysfunction and many of us don't even know it you know like the the um oh, what do you call it the symptoms that she was describing I was like oh my gosh you know that could be pretty much anybody like you know they're really it's this it's definitely something to consider so if you're feeling the desire for food um that could be something to look at and especially you know a lot of women notice that around their menstrual cycles at different phases in them they want it and a lot of my clients say like I'm premenstrual right before my period 
I get really hungry, either just really hungry, like I'm starving, or I really want carbs, I really want sugar. And um, so there is definite physical, logical, physiological reasons for that. Um, one of the reasons that Vinka shared with my women in that podcast, which I thought was super helpful, I'm going to tell you guys as well, is that if you are, um, so in the first phase of your cycle, from when you, like day one is the first day of your period, and right up to the point when you ovulate, um, your estrogen is building. And so that's great. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. Once you've ovulated, there's no need for that estrogen to be building anymore because what estrogen does is helps um, create that lining of the womb to be really nice and, you know, abundant for potential pregnancy. And once it's done that and you've ovulated, then it doesn't need to keep growing and growing and growing. So estrogen sort of starts to drop off a bit. And towards those last days of your cycle, right, right before you get your period, um, you'll start to have a, a much more significant drop in estrogen. And as Vinka shared with us on that podcast, like when your estrogen levels drop, it can cause your serotonin levels to drop. And so something that boosts serotonin levels is carbohydrates and sugar are carbohydrates and so that can um you know it's this kind way that our body's like trying to help us feel better because a lot of us don't feel great when we're premenstrual so um you know that is not my area of expertise i am just sharing information that vinka shared with um, myself and the women in my group but i just find i found it fascinating and i think that that kind of information should be shared worldwide because it's so helpful to know like, oh my gosh, this is what's actually going on. Uh, but anyway, I feel like this is a whole can of worms that I'm not qualified to get into. So if you have hormonal issues or you suspect hormonal issues, I would highly recommend um, finding a practitioner who specifically deals with that that can really help you. Um, the other two reasons that I'm going to add in here that you might be craving food or might be wanting food is if your blood sugars are out of whack so if you experience um, high rises in blood sugar then you are going you know what goes up must come down and if you think about kids you know I just saw my son after a birthday party the other week and he had had goodness knows how much sugar and he came home and he was high as a kite he was just loving life running around like a little two bob watch and then he obviously started to experience this low and it was like crashing down, you know, like, oh, just give me more sugar, I just feel terrible kind of feeling. Um, so, you know, it's very obvious when we see it in our children, but it can also happen to us. So if you're having blood sugar highs, then you're likely going to be having blood sugar lows and that can make you crave sugar more or sweetness more. And the last thing that I'm going to say, and there are probably many other physiological reasons that would make you want food that I haven't even thought of or considered or mentioned. But the last thing that I am going to say is if you have been dieting and your body is in starvation mode, if you've been depriving yourself of food, um, then, then that's quite stressful for your body. And your body doesn't understand, oh no, Kate's trying to lose weight, I'll give her a hand. What your body understands, and you guys know this, you've heard this before, this isn't new information, but your body understands, oh my gosh, something stressful's going on. This isn't safe. We need to start getting into self-preservation mode. There could be a war, there could be a famine. Kate might be under under 
you know, her survival is at risk. So it can slow your um, metabolism down and cause you, particularly if you've been dieting, cause you to feel hungry all the time. It's like your brain gets on high alert for food and it's like your body and your brain are looking for any extra nutrient or mineral or calorie it can get its hands on to... to um to hold you know, to create survival because you know in the old days you know, I'm talking caveman days uh, survival really depend on your ability depended on your ability to find food and to be nourished and so um, if you haven't been nourishing yourself then you could be in that mode of you know your body could be a little bit stuck in that and so if you're feeling hungry and you've been dieting that's that could be about that. Okay, so there was quite a bit there that I probably shouldn't, didn't intend to say all of that. But anyway, um, so let's kind of get talking about what it is that I think can help you uncover what it is that your weight really represents. Like with considering those moments of why you want food, um, let's think about what your weight is representing. And when I suggest this, you're not going to want to do it. You are going to think, you know what, I'm just going to find another diet. There's got to be an easier way than this. <laughs> But, you know, the best way that I've found to discover what it is that our weight is representing is to do something different when you feel the urge to eat. So that something different isn't 20 push-ups or go for a run around the block. Um, So what I'm suggesting is something else. So when you feel the urge to eat, the temptation is to, one, eat it, which is totally fine, or two, just say no. Again, totally fine. But personally, I used to think that those were the only two options, that I could either eat it or use my willpower just to say no, 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 as many times as possible. And that really, um, neither of those things was particularly working for me. So what I want to do is suggest a third option for you, which is whenever you feel the urge to eat, you get that craving, the I just need something feeling. Instead of getting up to get something to eat, I want to invite you to try a very short meditation. So the meditation that I really love and often recommend to my clients is a meditation by Tara Brach. And I'll include it in the show notes so you can find her. Um, You can just Google it. The meditation is called Wanting Mind. She is an incredible meditation teacher. I love and adore her. But... um, that is what I would recommend is doing her meditation. So I did consider taking you through the meditation myself, but I really think the that she just does it so beautifully. I don't want to reinvent that wheel. Um, but if you find yourself, I mean, you might practice that meditation at times, at any time in your life, when you feel yourself being dissatisfied with your life experience for any reason, um, so you might get home and notice that, ah, oh, I want the house to be tidy, or ah, oh, I want to have a different job, or ah, oh, I want somebody in my life to stop doing that, I want them to behave differently. You might notice that you want a different income, or you might notice that you want a different car. It could be anything at all. Like, notice what it is that you like where you're feeling this wanting kick up and you can apply that wanting mind meditation to that Um, but essentially where I suggest you really focus your practice at least initially when you first start using this meditation um, 
is when like when you feel your mind wanting food so use this meditation as your third option so when you feel that that wanting food that desire that craving that becomes your cue to go and grab Tara's meditation and sit down for 10 minutes I mean you can have your food after the meditation if that's what you want if that's what it takes to get your you know to motivate you to do the meditation like you can have the food but first of all you need to do this then do the meditation first so I'm going to assume that you do the meditation and I'm going to kind of give you footnotes on what to do next so like you know insert <laughs> elevator music here and go and do the meditation and come back to this podcast so after that meditation you'll recognize that nothing needs to change you can have what you're wanting without moving off your couch you can experience that and I don't want to uh, interfere too much with the practice of what Tara's teaching but I also think there's some value in coaching a little bit around it. Um, at least I have found value in it and I invite you to try it if it feels beneficial to you. So um, once you've done the meditation, notice what it is that you were wanting. And it's really actually important to do the meditation. Like don't just sit here and go, Oh, I know what I want. What I really want is to, you know, feel more peace in my life. Oh, I know what I want. What I really want is to feel more uh, love in my life or more calm or whatever it is. I really, really encourage you to do the meditation because it'll take you to a different level of understanding of yourself. And you might come up with things that your thinking mind has never come up with before. So whatever it is that you noticed in the meditation that you were wanting... Ask yourself, okay, I notice that I want, let's say, peace. Where in my life do I feel like this is lacking? What in my life isn't peaceful? What is asking for more peace? So I'm going to give you an example of how this kind of played out a little bit. Um, so the other night I was craving something. I was craving basically anything. And... Well, no, actually, that's not true. I wasn't craving anything. So my husband, excuse me, my husband had gone to bed and um, I had this, and you guys might identify with this. I had this feeling of like, yes, I can do anything I want. I'm going to stay up late and I can eat whatever I want and nobody can stop me. And it was like this real, I want to say, um, I don't know, like a really entitled, excited, rushy kind of feeling. And all I could think of was the brownie in the cupboard. And equally, I knew that I wasn't hungry and I knew that I would not feel great after the brownie from past experience. So I decided, okay, you know what, Kate, do your meditation. So I did the meditation and what I noticed that I was really wanting was freedom. And, you know, I would consider my life to be pretty free. Like I look around my life and... I work the hours that I want. I'm able to buy the food I need. I have a car that can take me anywhere. I'm in a free and loving relationship. I have kids who are getting older and don't constantly need me anymore. Like, you know, it really, I'm pretty free. 
Um, but when I asked myself, where in my life am I not allowing myself to be free? I discovered that, well, I discovered a few things actually. I, like it kind of all just popped into my head. And, you know, for you, it might not pop into your head. Maybe you write this down. Where in my life am I, you know, what in my life needs more peace? Or where am I not allowing myself to be free? Or um, what have you? And so for me, I noticed, oh my gosh. I wanted to book a surfing lesson, but I just hadn't, like it was in the back of my mind, like I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that, and I hadn't done it. Um, I wanted to pay a deposit for a for a service that I wanted to book, but I just hadn't done it. And I wanted to take my husband on date night, but I just hadn't booked it in, I hadn't done anything about it. I There was these things that I just wanted to do, and I hadn't been doing them, and I was feeling really stuck. And I could look around my life and see all the areas of things that I was wanting to do, but I was just not doing them. And there was no good reason. It wasn't like, oh, I'm lacking time. I'm lacking money. I'm lacking ability. I'm lacking, I don't know what else you would be lacking, time, money, ability, uh, you know, childcare or any of those things. There was no reason not to be doing them. And really, essentially, I was feeling stuck and trapped by my, by myself, by my in action. So I really didn't want a brownie. Like that's not what I was wanting at all. But it was like this naughty little, I shouldn't say naughty, like a really, um, <laughs> a really, um, there was a child inside my head throwing a tantrum. And it was like she was saying, well, if you won't bloody book the surf lessons, then I'm just going to have this. Like, I just need something. So just get me some freaking brownie, would you? And so that was like that wanting feeling inside me was like this tantrum throwing child. And so my weight was really, you know, I could say, oh, my weight was representing me throwing a tantrum. No, it wasn't. It was representing a wanting and the wanting was freedom. And this tantruming child inside me was feeling really stuck and trapped. She was just like, please give me something. And so my weight or my eating in that moment, you know, when I talk about moments of why do we eat, it was representing feeling stuck. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't representing my microbiome or my sugar rush or my hormonal state or any of that it was just me feeling stuck me it was representing hey Kate take a look over here there is some shit that you want to be doing that you are not doing you're really not paying attention to yourself so you know it, if you're feeling that wanting it's like this red flag being waved or like a child with her hand up going hey can you come and have a look over here so when I did this meditation, I, you know, like what I got to kind of notice was this feeling of wanting, like I noticed this feeling of wanting to rebel, this feeling of being entitled to eat and waiting for no one to look, waiting for like, you know, this alone time. So for me, if I notice that, that's a really good cue. <laughs> it says, hang on a minute, Kate, you probably don't want brownie. Uh, take a look what's going on in your life. So, you know, for, for all of us, our weight can be this pointed towards something that wants to be known. You know, when I said before, like this child that's got her hand up, she's waving it around or she's stomping her foot. 
something is trying to get your attention or get my attention and chances are your attention so I want to know how would it be if you looked at your weight like that like ah I don't have to focus on losing weight I don't have to focus on restricting my calories I can see my weight as all these little moments and you know you can look back into the past and be retrospective and say wow there were all these little moments that I gave myself something because I felt stuck you know I was honoring that part of me inside that was really waving her arms up and down saying please give me something um, so I can really see that and I can look at my weight and say really that was just a cry for freedom and I can start to notice what I really want to focus on rather than cutting calories or food groups or whatever what I want to focus on is where do I feel stuck like when I feel that feeling coming up at night that's a good cue to look at my life where do I feel stuck and how can I change that so for you it might not be freedom it might be peace or rest or safety or love or connection or um, anything it could be anything just notice what it is for you and what you might discover instead of eating if you sat in meditation for five minutes or ten minutes you know notice like wow how valuable would that be to your whole life and to your ability to lose weight like suddenly you wouldn't need to eat because you would actually be able to do the thing or change something that's asking for your attention so for me once I did that meditation I got up off the couch this is a true story got up off the couch I went and paid the deposit for the service that I'd been um, really really wanting for quite some time and I immediately felt better I was like yes done it was like the brownie just disappeared into oblivion and then later on that week I caught up with a friend and I was like hey I think we should do the surf school together what do you reckon so she booked it and I was like done that's so cool um, you know date night is on the calendar I've got a babysitter sorted um, I'm in conversation at the moment with some friends about tramping trips so this feeling of like needing to eat something at night like that woohoo I get to be the naughty child or the you know like it's whatever like it just hasn't come back and so I really want to um, draw your attention to that like what do you notice and what is it that you really want and what are you yearning for and where are you missing that in your life and you know maybe you don't have to do the meditation please do but maybe you know for whatever reason if you don't it might be that you just ask these questions when you're craving whatever it is like what am I really craving what do I really want what am I yearning for and you might find it just comes up what am I missing in my life and then once you know what you're missing or where you're missing something then you get the opportunity to do something about it so you know if you're saying I'm craving peace where in my life is stressful what is asking for more peace how can I bring more peace to that situation how can I feel more peace about that or you might notice you're craving safety and so you might ask yourself okay well what do I need to feel safe 
in that situation? Or in what situation am I feeling unsafe? And what do I need to do to create safety for myself? You might notice that you're craving rest. And so you might look at your life and say, okay, where am I feeling pushed, stretched, over busy, overwhelmed, <laughs> over busy, as if over busy needs another, like, I'm, I'm busy, but you're over busy. <laughs> like, oh dear. Okay, so you might look at that and, or you might notice, or you might ask yourself, like, how can I bring more rest into my life? Or um, what is asking for a more restful mindset? Just look around. What is asking for change? How is life, sorry, life nudging you to do things differently? How is your weight representing something that it's trying to show you? What is it representative of? All right, lovelies, this has been a bit of a long one. So um, I'm going to wrap it up there. If you feel like you want help or support with this, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, if you want private one-to-one -one coaching, that's absolutely a service that I offer. I do that worldwide over Zoom. It's really easy and really effective now that everybody knows how to use Zoom. Thank you, COVID. Um, and I also do group coaching. So I run a program, I run an online group, group coaching program called Crave. Uh, this is open to eight women and it runs for 10 weeks. The next group is starting 17th of October. And um, the other thing I was going to say, yeah, you know, really I would highly recommend if you do feel like I'm definitely not eating out of my own personal discomfort and I'm definitely not on automatic pilot, but I am always feeling hungry or I'm always craving sweet, then I would highly recommend my go-to is Vinka Wong, um, which I've said, you know, I'll include her. But if it's, you know, you might have your own personal go-tos who you like, yes, that nutritionist or that... Um, integrative health practitioner or that doctor or that naturopath or you know whoever it is in your life that you feel's really got their finger on the dial then check them out because you know for sure um, physiological things can be driving that desire for food as well you know it may be representative of a underlying um, physiological situation so um, yeah, that being said, like if you're, if you do want to consider working with me, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. I offer free consult, consult sessions, um, before you, you know, commit to anything. So this is really a chance for you just to get a sense of like, you know, what would it be like to have a coach and do I want to hire Kate and would she really be able to help me? Um, that's absolutely a conversation that I love to have and somewhere where we could start to look at, okay, well, what are your obstacles and what is going on for you and could we work together to overcome those things so that you can reach your goals? So if you want to do that, you can contact me via email, hello at kateupanui.com, which I'll drop into the show notes, or you can um, check out my website, www.kateupanui.com, and I'll look forward to seeing you next time. See you later, lovelies.